0: Right then, something's come to my attention several years ago, and that is that this whole advanced spell casting thing, a lot of people obviously, it really does go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, obviously have different opinions as to what is advanced spells, advanced spell casting, and so on and so forth. Yeah? So, obviously this is kind of one of those things normally when you consider beginner intermediate to advanced what you think of is you think of the general population and it's really just kind of statistically what is the majority of people's abilities what is the majority of people's opinions in regards to what is intermediate right so when you look at all of the people out there doing spells and such you could think about well What are the majority of people able to do? What type of spell works successfully? What are they able to do? Now, I don't agree with this approach when it comes to magic and spellcasting for the simple reason that 90% of people out there can even magic their way out of a paper bag. And I ain't even just talking about the mundanes. I'm talking about people apparently on a magical path. Therefore, when it comes to what would be considered advanced, well a simple money spell would probably be considered advanced because they can't fucking do it, right? So in terms of what I'm going to class as advanced spell casting, because normally we will tailor this to the audience, you see, so I run, um, and Chris has done them as well, um, when we've done psychic fairs and events and stuff where we do um, classes, intro classes, we often do an intro to spell casting, we also do an advanced spell casting after. Um, so that the people that do the first one can get a little bit extra, right? None of the stuff discussed in the advanced spell casting is actually advanced. Is actually just taking mundanes, teaching them how to make a basic spell and then adding extra energies and things on top of it so they start by learning how to use their own energy and intuitively pulling in energies they think are relevant and then after that with the advanced stuff we're talking about more specific techniques okay now with regards to you as an audience obviously you're on tier two of the patreon and tier three of the patreon so this is going to be one of those things that I've got to kind of tailor this to you so I'm going to go by what I'm seeing and the conversations I've had with various people okay now basic spellcasting what we need to start thinking about now is the flow of energy now we get the concept of this kind of triangle that we talk about in terms of the spellcasting triangle like the fire triangle whereas you basically, you need your idea of what you want to happen, which is your intention, of course. What is it that you want to fucking do, right? Killing curses are popular at the moment because of which wars So say you want someone dead, obviously that would be the intention. The intention is the result, you want them to die. Next would be the journey. How do you want this to happen? Do you want them to have a heart attack yes of course you do you want them to have a heart attack on uh, christmas eve yeah so that would be the journey that they're supposed to be having a heart attack on christmas eve you've got the time as well remember time is part of the journey a lot of people forget that because you need to decide when this manifestation occurs yeah and then third, you have the energy something needs to power this the energy that's there now This is a basic spell, okay? Because what I'm doing is I'm taking that intention of what I want, I'm taking the journey, and I'm applying energy to that to make it happen. Now, people use various different forms of energy, as we all know. This is the basics of simple spellcasting. Obviously, petition-based spellcasting is getting some other fucking thing to do it for you. We all know that. And although you could do that, that's outside, definitely outside of the scope of this because we're talking about spell casting, i.e., you witches casting spells, right? Doing the work yourself. So, what most people fail to understand with regards to spell casting, which is why a lot of people, uh, a lot of the witches try to cast spells on other witches, not understanding. That it's probably pointless. Okay. When you're casting a spell, by its very nature, you are affecting change somewhere further filled, somewhere not physically in front of you, right? It could be something like you're casting a spell or doing something that affects someone on the other side of the room, or you might be doing some sort of healing spells or something like that. But essentially what you're doing is you're not you're not using your hands to physically do it, right? You're not actually giving someone a heart attack by poisoning them. So this isn't a mundane thing. You're not actually... Um, stabbing them to kill them or anything like that this is not mundane things what you're doing is you're doing it from a distance okay now with basic spell casting whether it be charm bag related whether it be a candle magic whether it would be I don't know. It could be all sorts of fucking things. You've seen all these spell books and all of the like. They all work on the same basic principles. But what you're doing is you're raising energy up, programming it, and then releasing it. Releasing it. Remember, that's the thing that people often forget. They always say about, oh, you need to let go of your spells. You need to stop tinkering with them. Because like a balloon, the balloon cannot fly away if you're still grasping hold of it. Yeah? Yeah. Now, this is the type of basic magic that we're talking about, because it is really a lot like throwing a basketball, we'll go with a basketball, I was going to say a football, but you don't throw footballs, throwing a basketball, right, you've got your basketball, your basketball is your spell by the way obviously and then what you're doing is you're throwing it you're letting it go you're sending in the direction of that hoop i.e if it's a killing curse the direction of the target and then that spell will either impact or not what determines whether it impacts well obviously the direction that intention slash journey is the direction it's the thing that steers the ship the velocity the effort that you've put into firing that ball is the energy, obviously. So with this basic spell, you are throwing that energy ball, that energy, which happens to be in this example, a basketball, to the hoop, and you score or you don't score, right? Now, witches can do the same thing. So with witches, that hoop, has arms and legs and eyes and can see and sense. Possibly better than you can, who knows? Or maybe just as well, or maybe almost as good as you. But basically, that fucking hoop can move. That fucking hoop can knock that ball away, right? When you're letting go of energy, when you're packaging up, it doesn't matter how well designed it is, you are letting it go and it's flying across the universe creation whatever you want to imagine it as it's going to the person that person will sense the impact if they are sensitive enough which a witch is um, and then they will catch it they might throw it back they might keep it you might make a, make a nice little ball collection who knows but this is the problem this is the problem with the basic spell casting okay now How do you get around that? Well, in order to get around that, I'm sorry, but all spells work that same way, okay? So, if you want to get around with the black magic and the like, you could think, well, actually, I'm going to fire a bowling ball at them this time, and they ain't fucking going to catch that, are they? Then it comes to the point where they just jump run away and hide behind a wall and the bowling ball would just slam straight into the wall hence defences okay magical defences and that sort of thing right all of this letting go of your spells is not just about letting go in the form of not thinking about it anymore it is that you have raised energy and you're sending it you're no longer in your control okay you've sent it to go about its business right pretty much all spells work on that principle now with the candle magic in the hexes in the single use spells they all work on that principle when it comes to magnetic sorts of spells you're talking about something in energy that remains yeah so thinking of charm bags and that it interacts with the person draws or repels but it's still one of those things that that energy that's there it's It's not exactly sentient, is it? Okay, not exactly. And there isn't necessarily an abundance of energy there either. Okay, hence why protective um, charm bags can only do so much. They might protect you if you got into a car accident or something like that, but they're not necessarily going to be in any way shape or form protective against something big bad like another magical practitioner or a big bad spirit or something like that they're gonna do fuck all against that okay partly because of the same thing is energy at the end of the day and if you're dealing with something or someone else that can sense dim and you know work with energy then they're gonna they're gonna possibly use that energy against you or siphon it off or remove it or a whole host of different things. So, spell casting, you'll learn its limits. And its limits are literally when something decides to work against you. That are the limits. That's the limits to spell casting. Okay. If it's wanting to manifest things that you think are near impossible, right? technically you could do spell and uh, magical workings that would change the laws of physics and that would work you could potentially do that and it would work theoretically what you would find however is although it would work theoretically something or someone would come along and prevent that so although you have the power and ability to be able to change these things and fuck about with these things what you don't necessarily realise is if you went and attempted to do that, something is likely to jump in and change that the status quo, yeah? So where are the limits to spell cast And what are the most powerful spells that you can realistically do? Now, what we need to understand is most people that you'll come across in the magical community aren't very good at doing magic. They're not very knowledgeable and they're not very experienced. So that's where you get all of this kind of cunning folk arts, who do and all of that sort of thing where you've got practitioners going to war with each other. One person hexes someone, that person then hires someone to lift the hex or send it back or, you know, all of that sort of thing. Two are, it is like fucking tennis match, right? This is bullshit, right? If you've got, and there aren't that many people in this category, if you've got a witch that's able to raise energy, direct it, cast a spell on someone, but is unable to defend against it, coming back towards them, that would probably be the only time, realistically, that you're going to be able to cast a successful spell on another practitioner. And let's be fair, that practitioner ain't going to be all that, right? So where are we drawing the line with this advanced spell and what exactly would we call an advanced spell okay now obviously if you're talking about offensive magic so destructive being for black magic where you're trying to target and destroy someone the best way to do that is at a higher plane higher levels so estral or above Yeah. And the main way that you're going to do that is you're going to pick a level that the target does not have access to. Because if they don't have access to, they're not going to be able to fix it. It is literally like imagine you live in a block of apartments or flats, right? And you're on the ground floor, but you have keys to the apartment that's above you. You don't have keys to the apartment that's above that. And if you want to fuck with that, what you'd be doing is you'd be going and causing a leak on that second or third floor apartment. Why? Well, if you cause the leak on the floor above the target, that person's got keys to that apartment. That person can go in there and fucking fix it, can't they, yeah? But if, you ha- if they haven't got keys to the apartment above that, what you're gonna do is if you start tinkering around there they ain't gonna be able to fix it but that leak is gonna start leaking and making the ceiling go all shitty and funny on the apartment below which in turn will then leak downwards to the target's apartment you see how this is working basically i'm oversimplifying it but that's what you're attending, attempting to do with regards to magical practice now this is outside of the scope of what we're talking about now, but we will cover that. I know we'll be covering it on the Black Magic Course, but we'll also be covering it in detail in the future. What I did want to tackle is this idea of advanced spellcasting, because there is types of spell work that you may have come across. Or in your magical careers, you are likely to come across. Therefore, it's important for us to talk about this now, because it will be a very unlike the basic types of spell casting that we're all familiar with, that we see all the, the time. Okay, now with basic spell casting if i wanted to do a money spell i'm doing my money spell and i'm releasing that energy and it's changing things so that my outcome i get my outcome obviously the bigger the change that needs to happen so if i want to do a spell for a million pounds or a million dollars or something like that and i'm a very poor person and I don't enter and do lotteries or anything like that, and there's not really much of a chance of me winning anything or being gifted it by a relative or anything like that, then there's a big change that needs to happen. There's an awful lot of energy that needs to be expended to uh, re-not rewrite, but rejig the universe and the world so that that ends up happening. That's all about energy supply, okay? Energy supply, more energy. A lot of people think power and advanced spell castings about that energy and about being able to link it and energize your spells with more and more and more powerful energies that's not really true Um, it's really about complexity okay so if I've got some unlimited sources of energy that I can just attach to a very simple abracadabra spell. That abracadabra spell is going to be very, very powerful. But that abracadabra spell is still a basic spell, remember, okay? It's still not particularly, it's extremely effective and it can do a lot and it will bring about great things. You can do great things with it, but it's still a simplistic spell. It's not advanced. It's just that you've been able to attach a very powerful power source to it. So what is advanced? I talked about complexity. Okay. now what we're really thinking about with spells are they're almost like computer programs. Okay. so you've got your basic computer programs. If you've ever done programming, even basic programming, then you understand it's all quite logical. Yeah, so I want this to happen, right? spell work. I want this to happen. I want it to happen this way. Yeah, this is what's going to rearrange. Most people, when they design their spells, they don't really put specific journeys in, mainly because they don't really care, okay? If they want that person to have a heart attack on Christmas Eve, they don't care that that heart attack was caused by some spider or snake coming on the television and that person's scared of spiders or snakes. They don't care about it. All they care about is they know the person they want to die. They know they want him to die then. They will apply the energy and the spell changes. It rejigs, rewires the universe to make that happen. A lot of people find that fascinating. A lot of people don't fully understand how that works, okay? With advanced spell casting, we take more control over that. Okay? Because advanced spell casting is very much a case of really understanding that journey, but also having fail safe mechanisms within your spell. So, advanced spell casting is by its nature complicated, because what you're doing is you're essentially trying to cover yourself if someone or something else interferes with it. Now I've already said that you can't really cast spells on other magical practitioners and the like, that isn't obviously 100% true, but why I always say that and why Chris tends to say it is because any practitioner worth their salt is going to be able to undo it. Now, because of the state and the nature of the world that we're in, with a little bit of knowledge being a dangerous thing, and a lot of people out there not having a lot of knowledge, there is a lot of advanced forms of spellcasting that you can really use to fuck people up that should know better. And the way in which you do that is that spell itself has a lot of control, a lot of fail-safes, a lot of plan A, B, C, D, E. Okay, it's a smart spell. Remember when we used to have analog boring phones and then smartphones came along and they could do a hell of a lot more, yeah? Remember when we used to have like basic programming, like a basic text-to-speech artificial intelligence on our computers or a basic cash point that does hello goodbye please take your card type thing yeah now we have algorithms that learn right and change and that we think well I've known my phone's connected to the car but how does the car know that I'm going to drive there and has already put the sat-nav on when I haven't even told it where I'm going because you take that same route three times a week, and today happens to be that very same day that you normally take that route. Algorithms, learning, yeah? Advanced spellcasting is that, is creating spells that almost, almost have a life form of their own, almost have some intelligence. Now, a lot of the time, we push egregore creation and talk a lot about it, because it's something that is it's a very magical and mystical kind of thing, but it also teaches you so much, okay? It really can improve your spell casting. It's the only thing that really gets you to push into this advanced level of spell casting. If you want an idea of what a basic advanced spell is, basic advanced spell doesn't quite make sense, but it kind of does. I did one on the uh, Thoth TV YouTube channel. It was part of the spellcasting series and it was a love spell okay funny isn't it now what that spell was it was a basic jar spell okay but what it was designed to do is it was designed to have interaction with you okay now a lot of people confuse advanced spell casting with some of this bullshit that these i wouldn't say fake practitioners these not very. These basic ass beginner practitioners tend to push. So, if you're ever asking yourself, "Well, how do I know my spells work?" because they all do that—that's why they do their fucking divinations after they've cast the spell. If you've ever if you've ever asked questions like that, or "How do I stop someone with interfering with my spell?" yeah, which another is another beginner question, then. It means that you don't fully understand the mechanisms behind what the spells are doing when you've let go. Okay, you're really just hoping for the best. A lot of it will be guided by your unconscious because much of the time what you're you're consciously doing and leaving out, you're unconsciously putting in. So your unconscious mind very often um, fills in the gaps. Hence why we can sit people down and do a bitch-be-gone spell and not tell them that they really need to put a lot of effort into thinking about the types of things that they don't want to happen to that person they work with, like they don't want to kill her, they don't want her to get cancer and have to spend time in hospital and therefore be gone. Very often, these bitch-be-gone spells that are very open work out in a way that the person casting them if it's an individual and not a group that is, the person casting them will have liked and wanted because of the unconscious aspects. That's why we do a lot of intuitive spell casting because it's a lot more safer than some of this uh, pompous ceremonial type magic where someone else has figured out the steps and you're just following along, hoping that the person that created the ritual knew what they were doing, okay? And there's a lot of things that are secretly programmed into that unconsciously and accidentally with intuitive work is coming from you and you alone now if you've got a group of people that are doing a bitch be gone spell then you'll either get someone that's dominating the energy or you'll get the best on you know what the general group would want maybe you've got two people that wants the bitch to just change jobs maybe you've got one person that wants the bitch to get promoted maybe you've got one person that really wants the bitch dead right who's going to win how is it going to work well how does that manifest very often it can manifest in the form of the whatever is the easiest so out of all of those three options essentially from those four people the easiest option is how it's going to manifest but what if that person really, really wants the bitch to die, and the other people just kind of want her to get another job or a promotion or something. Well, guess guesses I. That's going to fucking manifest. But anyway, advanced spellcasting. So what we need to start thinking about is we need to start thinking about with advanced spellcasting, this, to a certain extent, is a lot like some of these algorithms. This is lots of triggers, and is actually more like a smart spell as opposed to a analog, basic-ass spell. See, when I talked about the phones and smartphones and then the old-fashioned artificial intelligence and the modern stuff that we're starting to get now, that spies on you and shit, you know? <laughs> Their smart spells are advanced. Now, when I talked about the um, the love spell on the Thoth TV YouTube channel. That was a spell that's designed to bring a lover. Okay, now the person casting the spell knows far less about this mystery person than that spell does itself. But we're not actually making an egregore or a spirit, we're not forging a spirit. What we are doing is we're forging a, to a certain extent, make it like a robot. Is kind of in that blurry esque line between conscious and unconscious. Is not self-aware. Is not an egregore, spirit, or a top or anything like that. But it's getting on the border of that. It's somewhere between a spell and that. In the on the uh, love spell, what was designed to happen was that obviously it would be fed energy, and the energy was supposed to start to interact with the person that cast the spell and give signs and give directions to where that person can find their lover or their future love, okay? So that spell is has to be smart enough, it is actually going about being, to a certain extent, smarter than the practitioner, because the practitioner don't fucking know where their future love is, The spell doesn't know what a future love is, but it is empowered to understand how to get to it or how to point to that direction. But advanced spell casting works like this. It's not about adding more ingredients to the spell. It's not about adding bigger amounts of energy to a spell. What it is about, it is about safety mechanisms, fail safes and modes, okay? Now, when you tend to see uh, more advanced spells, you will see and find them from the ancient world. You'll find them in protective um, situations where they're not protecting like an amulet or something like that, but they're often associated maybe with uh, temple complexes or um, buildings or land or various things like that, because curses are another really good one. advanced forms of magic and curses are a great one because so many people try to undo curses you really need to be great at creating a curse so that it cannot be undone okay now there are quite a lot of curses that stain land and so on and so forth and and you'll get magical practitioners that will come along and they think that they can scrub that curse away. they think that they can get rid of it you know there has been a couple where Certain family farms, it's always fucking farms, isn't it, round here? But their families get cursed and then uh, generations die at a certain age or won't, you know, certain people in the family um, might be like the firstborn or something like that, won't live past a certain um, age. Now, with that, obviously, you could create a curse that does that, that you need to make sure is it powered enough so that you can go on and on and on, because curses like that very often live far longer than the practitioner that cast them, right? So you're talking about the energy centre there, the battery that you're using. The advanced forms is what you're thinking about is, well, okay, what happens if something or someone comes along and tries to tinker with it? What happens if someone tries to undo this curse? You'll see a lot of this um, in those kind of Brothers Grimm and Disney type archetypal kind of things where you've got safety mechanisms fell safes and how this curse is broken you know you need to kiss Sleeping Beauty or you know whatever the fuck else What's that beastly one that's not there was some beastly one as well where it was like some guy turns ugly I'm sure that was on television recently some guy turns ugly and then he has to make someone fall in love with him or he ends up staying ugly forever or something like that. Um. Those types of things, how do those work? Obviously, there's a process, like a program process, a flow chart, flow diagram. What happens here? Is this right? Blah, blah, blah. Do this, don't do that. If this happens, do this. It's very logical, a lot of the advanced spell castings. But at the same time, the spell can work intuitively. It is smart enough to rejig and hide and change, okay? So with the cursed objects, you can do cursed objects, for example, that don't appear to be cursed, that you can give to a psychic and they can't fucking pick up fuck all from it. Even though a normal curse, obviously a psychic would be able to see that there's energy attached, but there may be curses that are hidden sheltered or that or that have multiple modes on that only reveal themselves to certain things advanced magic's complicated because it really is very well programmed okay now curses and protections are by far the i bring those up the most because they're but they're by far what you will see the most actively going out in the big bad world Uh, when you bump into quite extensive and complicated forms of spellcraft very often they are curses and protective measures. Um, We don't really tend to use that sort of thing for healing for the simple reason that if you used an advanced spell for healing it probably isn't going to be sticking around for very long. It's either going to heal them or it's not. The sorts of things that you bump into are things that are attached to land, objects, buildings, that sort of thing. Because And they've been done, they were created a long, long time ago, a lot of the time. Whereas a healing, if you created a very advanced healing ritual or spell or something like that, well, it's gonna do his business and then the spell's gonna be empty, it's gonna be gone, isn't it? It's gonna be like when you take um when you take medicine and then you piss or shit it out, right? It's done. Does not serve no more purpose, right? So the one thing that I really need you to get on board with and understand is this idea and com- um this concept of an advanced spell that you're Creating a spell that, although isn't self-aware, is capable of movement, is capable of changing, to a certain extent, is not analogue, it's digital. (laughs) Okay? Okay. And I'm very interested to see if this is the types of magic or this is types of magic that you actually do or have any experience with. It isn't the sort of magic that you tend to see people talking about in this day and age, but it's a a lot of this type of magic you hear from the past. And you'll bump into that comes from the past, not necessarily from modern days. In fact, a lot of the times where you do get magical practitioners running into trouble, because they've happened to cost some sort of protective measure or they're tra- they've been impl- uh, being hired to remove this family curse or you know whatever it is, they could run into problems because they are dealing with a spell that can fight back, that can mould and change. Now, with regards to how you would go about doing spellcraft and stuff like that, obviously I'm not going to reveal too much now because the whole point of this is that you go away, actually think about it, give it a go, and then when you fuck up or get success, you come back and tell us and we take the next step, obviously, because that's how this mentor thing works. But if you think about when would you want to create a spell like that? What would be the purpose? Because the majority of places, if it's a manifestation, you're just gonna want a basic spell for that. But what situations can you think of that would mean that you would actually really need to go about crafting a more advanced spell? Because it's something where it's been left to go about its business, with you knowing that it's going to face obstacles it itself is going to need to overcome okay very often with such magic you are trying to do something and manifest something that you yourself do not fully understand the journey of you see because obviously spellcasting is about the journey, but if you don't fully understand the journey, that leaves your spells open to malfunctioning manifestations or incorrect manifestations. This can work very well in the realm of politics because politics is extremely complicated, economics is extremely complicated, advanced spellcraft is utilised quite a lot with this sort of thing, because you kind of know what you want to happen but just because you assassinated that person does that mean that thing is going to happen now no it's not Mm, interesting but there we go hopefully i've given you a little bit of food for thought um i've spoken about this here because i think that if i did it in witchcraft live or on the youtube channel it goes over most people's heads and unfortunately Whenever I say, or whenever we put advanced in the title of something, the people that tend to go to it are the people that can't even do the basics, right? So the sort of people that will flock to an advanced spellcraft in video or course or discussion will be the sort of people which aren't going to be able to do it anyway because they can't even do the most basic spells. You lot that are listening, obviously, we know you enough to know that you're going to be able to take on board what we're saying if you haven't heard about this concept before and that a lot of you will have heard and understand this concept anyway. So you know, it is what it is, unfortunately sometimes we do have to be a little bit careful with the sorts of content that we put out with buzzwords just because it just attracts the wrong sort of people. Um, But there we go. Please let me know about your experiences with what you'd consider to be advanced spells, whether you plan on doing any yourself, and what types of situations you would utilise more advanced forms of spellcasting for. We'd be fascinated to know, as would, I'm sure, everyone else on the Patreon. So leave a comment or something. And that's it for this edition of my fucking ramblings. (laughs)